This is the Raider Cop Nation podcast with your host, Alpha Mike, and our roster of co-hosts. We patrol America's law enforcement beat. We invite you today on a ride-along. Now, here's your weekly briefing on Raider Cop Nation. Welcome to episode number 7676. I'm your host, Alpha Mike, on Raider Cop Nation. And what are we talking about today? Well, we're still on the gun subject, but we've transitioned to something that is very perplexing, and we can't make any sense of it whatsoever. The title of today's show is New Jersey Disarming and Confusing America on Firearms. Now, in order for us to un- unravel everything here that's going on on this very interesting subject, we've called in one of our superheroes. This is something that mere mortals cannot figure out. So we had to go to the superpowers. So we're bringing in Kilo Sierra. Now, before we get to him, and we've got him on the on deck circle, Just a couple of program notes. If you ever want to get in contact with us, well, you should know how to do it by now, but that's RaiderCopNation.com. Then if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, what pops up is all those icons, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so forth. There you can catch up with us and see what's brewing us, like our Twitter page, you can see basically a couple of uh, shows that we may have in the future posted there uh, on that social media. So there's always room to grow, and there's always room to make a new friend. We encourage you to make that today with Raider Cop Nation. Also, we have started AWOL Monday with Test Everything 1521, and that has started as of... Of February 15th is when we launched, oh no, excuse me, it wasn't February 15th, it was February 18th. February 18th was our first launching of AWOL Monday. It's 30 minutes of the power of God that should lift you up, encourage you, and keep you moving. We train so much in the physical, but sometimes we forget to train up in the spiritual. So AWOL Monday, starting every every Monday, uh, four programs a month, 30 minutes long. And in order to catch them, you go to our website, RaiderCopNation.com, and look at the top browser where it says Test Everything. Click on that, and that will take you to the updated site. We carry journeys in Scripture that we interpret with everyday um, situations so there's a little better understand, understanding. Law enforcement, law enforcement personnel have a great need for God in their life, more so than ever. We're losing these heroes every day. They have to be prepared. Their families have to be prepared. Their communities have to be prepared for anything that comes their way. 
And we're doing our little part. We're doing the Great Commission, what we were ordered to do by the great Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we are moving the Word of God. Test everything on Radio Cop Nation. That's already started. AWOL Monday. Today we're going to examine some delusional minds, some sinister plots, some things that just don't make sense to the ordinary American, to those people that are proud gun owners, that they have a clear understanding of what the Second Amendment is, the right to bear arm, and that there will be no infringement to that. But there are so many that don't understand and don't want to understand. So we're going to dive into the subject today. New Jersey, disarming and confusing America on firearms. Let's turn the hourglass around and let's start. Let's bring on the guest. Let's waste no more time. New Jersey disarming and confusing Americans on firearms. And I'm, I know you want to know a lot about this show, and we are pleased to announce that our super, super co-host, superhero co-host, Kilo Sierra, is here today to explain to us what in the world is going on. Kilo, welcome. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show. It's always a pleasure. Uh Back in 2018, I believe uh -huh. at the end of 2018, there were some legislative moves that happened in the state of New Jersey, and it really impacted retired law enforcement officers that there was a small time period that they were, that they were carrying, it was illegal, and, and, yes. and so forth, and it became really confusing. There was a lot of articles on it, uh, you know, from Police One and other law enforcement agencies, uh, magazines, that, that kind of express so much confusion going on. Yes, very confusing. Yes. What happened was prior to 2018 or, or prior to the law changing, uh, it was individuals that were not law enforcement. Uh, they could have in their possession uh, handgun magazines. Uh, 15 rounds or less. Now, I'm not even getting into carrying. I'm, I'm just talking about mere possession, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, rifle also, rifles, uh, 15 round capacity or less. Uh, nothing over 15 rounds. Uh, come 2018, the law is changing. This is what caused a lot of confusion. Now, law enforcement officers uh, now if they can only uh, can only hold up to 17 rounds of ammunition, um, I'm reading the law here, or more than 17 rounds if the firearm is issued by the officer's agency. So that's for, for the on-duty officer. And now the issue is, at first, 
the way the law was written, you actually had certain uh, uh, attorneys or, or, or certain memos, I'm sorry, coming out, telling the officers, well, if you, if you work off duty, then you were not allowed to, to assist, especially if you utilized your duty handgun for an off-duty job. If you were allowed to do that, you were only allowed to carry 10 rounds, and that became uh, a very confusing uh, issue. Also, retired officers, so, that, so now the, the new law is 10 rounds or less for civilians, and for retired officers, 15 rounds or less. So the problem was, as retired officers, we're technically civilians, so the question was, well, do we fall, are, are we exempt? And at first, the law read, yes, well, 15 rounds or less, um, but then certain schools of thought, well, you only had 15 rounds, you were only able to carry 15, a magazine of over 10 rounds and 15 rounds or less if you qualified with a firearm. So there was a lot of confusion for a long time because certain officers working off duty were not allowed to carry more than 10 rounds, but that has been clarified now. So uh, the, a memo, I think it was done at almost like a post order Right. where there was a memo coming out indicating that it says active duty, off, active duty officers who are off duty in New Jersey will be allowed to possess magazines that hold up to 17 rounds of ammunition. So if they have their own firearm for an off duty job, then that specific magazine can be 17 rounds or less, or it could be more if the gun that they use is the gun that's issued to them from the police department. Retired officers, uh, for example, me, I'm a, we, I'm a security guard instructor, and I'd also do security once in a while. So if you are an active duty officer, um, I'm sorry, retired officer, now the way it stipulates, you can carry a 15 round uh, a magazine, at most 15 rounds, if you qualify with that specific firearm as an off duty off, I'm sorry, as a retired officer. Also, one thing I do want to throw in there that this law has not changed is that you can only carry hollow points in New Jersey as an active duty officer. Or if you're off-duty officer working, you can carry hollow points. Once you have retired, you cannot carry hollow point ammunition in New Jersey or civilians with carrying permits whether it's security personnel, whether it's just a civilian a jeweler, a banker, whatever, a business owner that happens to have that luxury in this state of having a concealed carry permit, they cannot carry hollow points. My head hurts. And if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to this show, episode number 76, you could see why we're all confused. We're, we're counting. Confusing. We're counting rounds, so we turn into bean yes. counters. Yes. You can't exactly. have this versus you can't have that. Now, the governing authority on that post order was is that the New Jersey State Police? Yes. Yeah. The attorney. The laws come from the attorney. The AG's office or the Division of Criminal Justice is is, is the entity that. Uh, that actually, you know, comes up with the qualification standards, but the state police is the ones that regulates it, and those those are where you can find the memos and the state police in the New Jersey State Police website. So anyone interested in New Jersey firearms laws, uh, they can log on to the New Jersey State Police website, and and um, that's that's where they would find them. Now uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and post that on the show notes so you, uh, the listeners can kind of review what these post orders are and and so forth. Now. I, I know this is going to be a tremendous, difficult question for you because you would have <laughs> okay. to try to get into the psyche of the mad. Oh, boy. Why, okay. why the difference between 
retired and active. And what's the big deal over two extra rounds? Well, this this is let's let's go back now. I totally agree with you. I don't think it's a big deal. However, the problem here here is the problem. The problem is once you are retired in New Jersey, law enforcement officer, like in all states, you are considered a civilian, which is that's the that's the case in all the fifty states. However, um, it's it's different now. So, for example, I just want to give you the mindset. Okay, now as a civilian. Who, that carries a firearm. And I teach this also in my security guard training. In New Jersey, it's called SORA, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's called Security Officer Registration Act. Uh, so I feel, let me let, let that, uh, I'm gonna mention that quite often because I, I train in that quite often. And this, this point comes up and I have to let the security officers know that they are technically civilians in this state when they carry a firearm. Is that technically speaking, before you use deadly force, you must be able to articulate uh, why you were not able to retreat there is no stand your ground law if you are a civilian in New Jersey regarding deadly force. Wow. Okay, it's a big difference in other states. So that being said, when you write a use of force report, or when you engage in deadly force, you must quantify, well, because you're going to be asked when you use that, for example, you had to discharge a weapon, yes, you, you were in fear of death or serious bodily injury, yes. Now, was there any possible way you could have avoided that by retreating? So you need to articulate and quantify yes or no. Because since you are civilians in New Jersey, technically speaking, you must, be ha you must quote, quote unquote retreat of, unless you can, you can quantify or illustrate that it was impossible to retreat. Right. So that's a, an extra level in your report writing that you need to address. Uh, aside from that you're in fear of right, death or vital injury, why did you not retreat? Well, I couldn't because if I would, let's say for example, one kid, I couldn't because the person had the gun out and if I turned my back, he would have shot me in the back. That's obvious. So, but... That's the mindset when you write it on paper, when you put it on that, you must articulate that. Why? So hence then the different mindset. So, so you, we are, even though we were law enforcement for doesn't matter how long, now we are civilians. Now we cannot carry hollow points. And now we have that retreat factor to consider. So it's a different mindset and it's very difficult to get a carrying permit as a civilian. Now retired, you retired, luckily we have that, that option. However, um, it's, they even have a hard time and it's, it's a whole other method about LIOSA where um, technically the, uh, retired officers need to qualify under the New Jersey standards and there's been banter back and forth that New Jersey does not want to acknowledge LIOSA where you need to qualify under as a retired officer and you just cannot write in their, in their mindset, the coattails of Leosa. Which is federal law. This is, this is a, right. a, a, outstanding. This is, I've right. never, <laughs> God, this is difficult to follow my friend. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. And things change. Like literally I could, we could, <laughs> we could discuss something today and there's an issue that'll be rectified tomorrow. Literally. I mean, literally, without, I'm not, I'm not being facetious. This could literally, uh, uh, some kind of order from the state police or the AG's office could, could clarify an issue that's legitimately confusing and it can, and that's how it's done because it's such a rush to, to a rush to judgment. It's such a rush to put a, a law on the books that sometimes it's not well thought out. Correct. Yeah. There's a rush to, to create a restriction. Correct. And, and, and in my personal, this is personal opinion. Um, regarding you know, how effective it is, it, it, how effective uh, banning two extra rounds in your magazine, uh, uh, 
Is that as effective in fighting crime? I mean, I can go on forever with this debate. I mean, it's just, it's just, and then you have that political debate, but it's very confusing. So, because for the longest time, I wasn't even sure if when I worked as a security officer, a once in a blue moon that I do that, was I allowed to carry my traditional 15 round mags? And now I, I, t I was told I was because the state police actually put out a letter for the armed security officer uh, under the armed SORA. You have two types of SORA, SORA unarmed and armed SORA, which is with armed, armed security officers. There's like a memo, a post order, you can call it, where it, it address frequently asked questions. And that question was coming up. Can, as a retired officer, can I carry my 15 round mag uh, when I work as a, off, when I work as a SORA guard, armed guard, and then like, yes, you can. So it, it, it took the state police to send out a memo. So it's very, very confusing. It um, is, it really is. Because mm -hmm, certain, because I guarantee you that it's so confusing that I, it would not surprise me if a retired officer would be stopped and they would have to explain and who legitimately has a carrying permit for certain officers might not even know oh, you can carry over 10 rounds. No, you can't lay alone. Yes, I can. I mean, it's that it can be that confusing. Yeah, it, it sure can. This is chaotic at best. Mm -hmm. Now, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the issue the issue here is I, I OK, if anybody from the legislation in New Jersey may be listening to the podcast, I'm going to read something that just came out. It's, it's been around a little while, but it just came out. Maybe you guys could pay attention. Here we go. Mm -hmm. A well-regulated militia being necessary <laughs> to secure the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Gee, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Civics 101, what happened? So the, the, the infringement is all over the place. The bearing of arms, as long as your person can carry that arm and they're fooling around, this is like the Titanic sinking and they're fooling around with the 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 launch the launch chairs on the on the on the on deck as mm -hmm. as, as the ship is sinking. Fifteen mm -hmm. rounds versus seventeen rounds versus hollow points versus non hollow points versus ten rounds. Versus security versus this for. Oh, 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 let me throw another. Let me throw another one. Oh gosh. Another one to make it more confusing. All right, it, in New Jersey, there's three areas. Technically, the law has not changed yet, to my knowledge. There's only three areas you can actually carry a weapon on you without a carrying permit. One, your residence. Okay. Thank God. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Two. Um, I'm sorry. The two is one. Your residence. Um, uh, to your property, technically, but that's even a, a gray issue, okay? And three, your place of business if you physically own that business, okay? So, so I had one student that owned a bar, and legitimately, they, they checked the law, and they, said they, they took one of my courses, as I trained him, and he did, he did the smart thing, and before carrying, he wanted to take a course, and he became very good and very proficient, and, then, and learned the law, learned the use of force law in New Jersey, However, so he's going to carry in his bar that he owned because he owned it. But when he needed it the most, he could not carry it was when he literally had to leave his building or leave the bar and walk across the street to deposit his money into the bank. Hmm. 
he could not carry his weapon in those conditions because it was outside of his property. Amazing. So these are the things that you need. And as you know, with any state, ignorance is no defense. Right. So you need it. it that, this is why. Um, and I think it's a very good idea. Is it, for example, in the NRA, uh, personal protection in the home and personal protection outside the home instruction. Uh, uh, I mean, there's an instruction block in, in either one of those courses that's a use of force instruction block. And as per the NRA standards, uh, the, whenever that block is taught in whichever state, the two prerequisites for that is that the individual teaching that one block of use of force must be either an attorney of the state the class is being taught in or a law enforcement officer that teaches use of force in that state. Because things are so confusing uh, that, that in all states, New Jersey included, that the individual needs to know because ignorance is no defense. Correct. Correct. I, 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 I actually believe that uh, a lot of this confusion is being done on purpose uh, mm -hmm. to frustrate yes. people. So people say, you know what, I'm just not going to carry. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Correct. And, Correct. And it is sad. Uh, you know, I, I don't know the standards in New Jersey, but I, I know that the platform at least should be similar to all other 49 states. Uh, how they treat retired officers different, don't recognize federal law for carrying, is beyond me. And um, But it happens. And, and if you're an AFF listener to the show, wherever you reside, you need to check your current gun laws. And, and, and because this wackiness is not only restricted to New Jersey. Carl, oh, absolutely. Let me give you an example. Um, one thing that... I might have mentioned this in other shows, I'm not sure, but I'll mention it now with Leosa, okay? Mm -hmm. um, every time I qualify a retired officer, because I do that in New Jersey as well, I qualify retired guys, I remind them, listen, you have the carrying permit in New Jersey, that's fine, you can go to New Jersey, you can go, but if you drive to another state, now this is leaving Jersey, let's say New York, Pennsylvania, wherever, Okay, as per Leo, as per Leo's HR 218, you must have, as a retired officer, your qualification credentials on your person Correct. when you when you cross state lines. And people forget that. I knew of an officer that got a retired officer that got jammed up. It was actually I'm not saying what states were involved. I'm not going to get into that. But I can just tell you, you know, generally speaking, the officer left New Jersey to another state. Um, and mind you, had legit carrying permit from New Jersey. They went to another state. However, they got pulled over. They said, oh, I'm so-and-so. Well, they didn't have, mind you, having the retirement permit, having the carrying permit, from state, they were in lockup overnight because they did not have the qualification credential. They had to wait in lockup, and that morning they had to call the person that qualified to, to confirm it. Said, but true, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. And, yes. and a lot of retired guys are taking that into, they're not taking it into consideration. They're like, ah, I got my, you know, ID, who cares? And uh, you don't know who you're going to run into. There was a case up in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. I believe it was a Baltimore or Maryland correctional officer. He was okay. in Washington, D.C., and he was carrying a gun. Got stopped by police. He identified himself. He was active. He wasn't retired. And they said, well, you're not, you're not covered and you, you don't have the uh, legal right to have a weapon in the, 
Washington, D.C. They locked him up. They locked him up. And um, he, of course, uh, thousands of dollars later, he wins the case. And the court ruling, now remember, it's it's going to be a federal ruling because it's it's, uh, D.C., the District of Columbia. Right. They basically said that he should be under Leosa. Wow. And uh, so causing more confusion because correctional officers are not really a part of Leosa. But and I think that's crazy. In New Jersey, that's one thing that's good is that corrections officers are law enforcement like everybody else. Correct. I just saw an article in New Jersey that uh, the state is mm-hmm. considering putting prison officers in security mm-hmm. as school in school security. Yes. Yes. Yes, because that was an issue that when the school, the, the the security officer, the legislation came up where they allowed retired officers um, to uh, become school security officers. Um, the way it was written, corrections and people like myself from parole were not lumped into that mix. So technically, in New Jersey, now mind you, this is you know what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, not to toot my own horn, but you know what I do. I technically cannot be a school resource officer in New Jersey. Crazy. Yeah, but well, that's going to change, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I can train them. I can train them, but I can't be one. Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. But none of this does, folks. If you're listening, we're talking about the wacky, wacky world of politics in America, confusing the hell out of America. Who can yes. carry and who can't? Where can you? Where can you not? So this is par for the course. Now, th- the good part is that New Jersey is recognizing that uh, prison officers can Absolutely. actually, and, 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 and I applaud them. You know why? Because Absolutely. Y- you have to have priorities in life. Either the kid's safety is a priority or it isn't. And mm-hmm. uh, Florida didn't attack it that way. Florida started creating these uh, centurion guard things where the mm-hmm. sheriff of every county certifies you and so forth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, they're a little bit more controlled, but uh, there could have been other options as well as what uh, the state of New Jersey did. Sure, sure, sure. So, Absolutely. So the, the, the point that you were making about retired and, and you really need to know where you're going I remember my old range master used to say, uh, regardless, you should have, if your state that you live in mm-hmm. has a concealed weapons permit and you are retired, you should have that re- uh, concealed weapons permit in your wallet too. Why? Because yes. it, it, it covers you that much better. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, and I absolutely, that is so true. That's why I have my, you know, my weapons card, uh, my conceal uh, my retired officer permit because it just it makes things a lot easier for identification purposes also yeah you don't know who you're gonna run into and yes and next thing you know you're trying to explain yourself and now well uh, call call the agency nobody answers the phone they're out to lunch next thing you know you're in lockup mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right exactly and then you got to go through exactly. the hassle try to get your gun back once they let you go and all that other stuff Exactly. As you want to go back on Monday and they go, well, you have it. Uh, How about next Thursday? You think I don't Mm -hmm. live here. I got to go back home. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. mm -hmm. What I also suggest to retirees is that um, or any actually anybody traveling to another state, the easiest thing to do is, I mean, I would even be go so far. Tell them, listen, call the state police 
or someone who's state police of whatever state you're traveling through or traveling to. And just ask them, listen, where can I find the most up-to-date laws or what is the most up-to-date law? Because sometimes if you get online, it's not necessarily the most updated law. Correct. A very good uh, point. Yes. Yeah, so call, 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 and they're cool. State police are great. You go call state police at any, any state and they say, listen, I'm retired. I'm traveling your state. What is the law? And they'll tell you. Or they'll say, listen, call what you call this number, whatever. But at least start from the source. Right. You know, because you want to get the most up-to-date information because uh, a lot of times when you log on to certain websites, you might not necessarily get the law that just changed today. Yeah. I had a, a firearms instructor that used to work with me that he's traveling to Tennessee with the family up in the cabin area. Okay. And he got pulled over by a Tennessee state trooper. So he identifies himself and the trooper asked him, you have a weapon? And he said, yes. And all of a sudden there was, wait a minute, you know, you're not active here in Tennessee. And it turned into a prep talk. What it was, the trooper handled it very professionally, but uh, he told him how he had to carry and uh, really? coming, coming from Florida, it confused the hell out of him. But really, when in Rome, when in Rome, do like the Romans do. Exactly. Hey, oh sure. Oh, I'm I'm a whole I'm a huge advocate of that. Yeah, that's so that's the premise of today's episode. When in Rome, find out what the Romans are doing. <laughs> Absolutely, it saves a lot of trouble. <laughs> it saves a lot of trouble, and remember, you don't want to get into those legal bills either. And and, and, and caring. I think, exactly. and I might be a little wrong here, but I believe that New Jersey is a little bit more conservative than New York, especially today. Yes. And yes, yes. I believe that New York hasn't gotten as crazy and wacky with weapons because of agencies like the NYPD. And they're so massive mm -hmm. and they have mm -hmm. that political clout. Yes. The last thing they're going to do is allow their officers to be disarmed. Right. I think in New York, there was that happened about a year or two ago where they tried to push the seven round magazine capacity. They realized that was impossible. And I, I, I think the latest law, I correct me if I'm mistaken, I'm not sure with New York, that you can't have a, a 10 round mag, but only seven rounds in it. If you're a civilian, it's, it's something kind of bizarre because, uh, yeah, I, they had an issue, though, with civilians. I cannot – I'm not sure about the law enforcement side because I haven't done my research on that. Right. Uh, but, but on the civilian side, there was an issue with the governor back about a year or two ago. The only reason why I was a little privy to it is because it affected individuals that work as security guards that lived in Jersey but worked in New York. Yeah, um, it, it becomes a little difficult there with the jurisdictional lines and so forth. Oh, oh, Harry, extremely. And then, and then, you know, in New York's, uh, uh, New York's dynamic, uh, you know, met, uh, New York City versus the rest of the state. Uh, right, so, right. The rest of the world, right. <laughs> yeah. So the, every state has its own dynamic. Well, I, I remember um, when I was a kid and back in the 70s, uh, New York City cops would cross over the George Washington Bridge into New Jersey with guns armed. They didn't care. Mm hmm Oh, sure. There was professional courtesy. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Right. right. And for, not and, now. And for I mean, you millennials not. listening, what is professional courtesy? Well, that's when you extend courtesy to the same person that does your profession. Got to explain exactly. these things. <laughs> Some of these exactly. kids don't know what you're talking about. And, that, and that's a problem because they don't <laughs> – that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? What is he talking about? Google it. Google it. 
Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So though back then there was professional courtesy, but now uh, they had to, unfortunately, they had to create these laws to almost enforce old school professional courtesy. Yeah. It is a, li a, a little wacky. Um, yes, it is. The, the farther north you go, down here in the south, we are a little bit in the old west. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank God for that. Yes. That uh, they're not as uptight when they, when you say the F word, which is firearms. Yes, right. That's right. You know. Exactly. So, again, uh, I, I, I think that New Jersey has redeemed itself. This, this problem of this somewhat has been corrected. Still yes. a little confusing. You do, if you're listening and you're from New Jersey, seek somebody that knows what's going on here. Oh, definitely. Yeah, ten, ten round mag capacity for rifles now, and and that I want to throw that in there. And that doesn't matter uh, if you are retired law enforcement or civilian or whatever. Uh, that's still ten, uh, the case. Ten rounds on the ten mag. rounds. So I I can only own magazines from all my rifles that are ten rounds or less, and a fixed magazine capacity, like for example, an SKS. Uh, M1 Garand, that's, that's, that's an end block. But, but a better example, SKS, a fixed round, top-loading mag, mag with a stripper clip, uh, 10 rounds or less. It cannot be over 10 rounds. As you just said that, many people started clinching their heart. They started having chest pains to know that they can only keep 10 rounds in their magazine inside their AR in the state of yes. New Jersey. Yes. Oh, yes. And it, that, is, that is the law, no exception. No, no grandfathering, nothing. Just when, you, just when you think it could not get any worse. Here, oh, my friend, in, in sunny Florida, where we keep our guns very close to us, 30 mm -hmm. magazines, You can 30 rounds in a magazine, as many magazines as you can possibly have on you, and mm -hmm. um, sky's the limit. That's great. And uh, <laughs> if, 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 I'm sure if you compare apples to oranges, there are no difference in incidents. So... The New Jersey exactly. law, I don't, exactly. I don't know where they get this stuff from. I don't know. It's just, unfortunately, though, it's been the political climate for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For not just this governor, but but for many years prior. It's just been a, an anti-gun political climate. It has been like that for many, many, many years. Yeah. We need uh, parental guidance for those that are listening. We've mentioned the word politics, and we apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here at your own discretion. <laughs> Here at your own discretion. But we're happy that you you came. You gave us a little bit of understanding on what is really going on there. Unfortunately, I don't think it's only New Jersey. I think that this thing is growing like a cancer. Unfortunately, over, you're correct. All yes. over the country, I think yes. uh, that what they're doing is causing frustration and um, confusion with America and how to carry to try to do better or, or what they consider gun control. But I believe mm -hmm. it's gun seizure, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I, agree. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, we thank you, Mr. Kilo Sierra, our superhero, for always bringing your top-notch knowledge to our podcast. All right, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure talking uh, to you and talking to our listeners.
Well, folks, you heard it for yourselves. You can't even make this stuff up even if you wanted to. It is the wacky left. And great explanation from Kilo Sierra trying to carry us through that madness. And believe you me, it was a lot to digest. But we navigated through it. And there is a call of action that we, we're going to talk about in, in a few seconds. Because this madness has to be looked at, examined, and in some respects, challenged. But you're probably wondering, well, what's up next? Because we've been talking about guns, guns, guns for a lot of episodes. Well, we're pushing on to March 6th, and we're going to have a series called Bring Back the Warrior. Bring Back the Warrior. And that's going to be with the cop. Now, basically what this is all about is during the era of President Obama, he conveyed a committee for police reform. And it turned into a mockery. Basically, there was a whole lot of civilians on this panel, a whole lot of politicking on this panel, and a whole lot of shifting what they attempted to do was shift the mentality of law enforcement. And the theory behind it or the premise behind the committee was to remove the warrior mindset and have a mindset of cell of service. So that that's coming up. Episode number 77, March 6th with the cop bring back the warrior. And we're going to, be speaking on the service mentality that uh, that administration wanted to impose on law enforcement versus the warrior mentality. And you be the judge which one gives you a better survival rate. And then March 13th, we're going to be looking at public information. And that is with the one and only, oh boy, I think I should start up the, the signaling that the, the special signals that we have for Wonder Woman to come back on the show. Episode 78, Public Information Officer. March 20th, we roll down and we present to you, the one and only, the audience, Correction Superhero, Delta Delta. Simple introduction. We're not really going to be talking anything heavy but it's more of an introduction of who he is and what you can expect. And then we wrap up the month of March, March 27th, with episode number 80, Gun Insurance. We hit this on Carry Concealed, and we talked about a little bit about the importance of gun insurance. So we're going to dive in. We're going to start examining some of those gun insurances out there so you could be a better educated consumer. Well, folks, I think I hear it. If you pay close attention, I think I hear the alarm. It's time for the closing remarks, and it's time to talk about and put the nuts and bolts together. What is New Jersey confusing and disarming America all about? Well... It's about the leftist 
wacky agenda. There's a movement in this country like no other to move the fabric of capitalism over to the side and replace it with socialism. But there's a lot of things still in the way for that to happen. You might ask yourself, well, when did this start? Was this three years ago, five years ago, last month? Was it when Bernie, when, when millions and millionaires and billionaires, Bernie Sanders was around? Actually, the socialists have been going on since Woodrow Wilson in World War I. They have been gaining power through the Progressive Party, confusing the agenda. Today what you have is a very radical and scary leftist agenda mixed into the Democratic Party, disguised in masquerade as Democrats, when in actuality they believe in a form of communism. This is no secret, folks. It's been repeated around the world all over. The Soviet Union, in China, in Vietnam, in North Korea, in Cuba, and of course now recently Venezuela. And the list can go on. All these individuals, individual countries were fooled in believing something better was coming. But in actuality, it was the beginning of their oppression. Don't be fooled, folks. This country was born in freedom, but it was born with a blessing that God gave this country for the purposes of his prophetic word. There needed to be an America in order to safeguard his people the people of Israel. And we, at least I am, a firm believer in Scripture. This country was not built on any other principles than those that God created. If you ever read and have the pleasure of reading the actual text of our forefathers, you will read things that are ingrained and scripture and how their belief in the almighty was there recently people took well they were slave owners and they were and although that was a that was a bad it was slow to recognize because it was what the world was doing sometimes we can't do what the world was doing Slavery in our country was abolished in 1865, but it took one little country 90 miles off our coast a lot more years to end slavery, and that would be 1898 in Cuba. My great-grandmothers, both of them, were born in slavery, and because that was less than 100 years ago. My grandmother today is 100 years old. She will be 101 in April. The memory of what they've told me and, and the oppression 
of anyone being enslaved is horrible in itself. But it doesn't make this country evil because it has a history. On the contract, on the contrary, it should make us stronger because we didn't stay small. We grew. And because of that growth, we are a great nation. These individuals want to take our nation away from us and they want to give us socialism. They want to give the free pass to everything, free school, free medical, free, 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 with no conscience at all who will pay for it. Because in the end, folks, nobody will pay for it. The funny thing is, if I can look at 90 miles off the coast of Florida and look at a small little island of Cuba, there was an individual that took control of that country in 1959, and he promised very, very similar things. Yeah, they have health care. They sure do. But they're starving to death. And their medical appointments take not weeks, but months. There is no medical equipment. They live in poverty. Because if nobody's working and everybody's dependent on the government, folks, it's, it's, it's as plain as your hand in front of your face. The only ones that benefit from a system like that are the ones screaming and advocating for it because they're on the table eating. You and I won't be on that table eating. We might not even be eating from the ground. So this progressive movement attacked by socialistic ideology has slowly creeped up on us. And as a result... One of the things that's standing in its way is an armed America. You see, our forefathers, they knew what they were writing because the oppression of that time was the United Kingdom. And they were afraid that an enemy would grow from within to return to British rule. So they armed their people. They armed them to the teeth. When the British came back in the 1800s to attack us, and there's where the birth of our national anthem comes from, they failed in their attempt because the Americans stood up, because Americans love a good fight, because they didn't run away from the tyrants. They ran towards them to overcome them. And the first tyrant was that of a British, of, of, of Britain, a country that is a supposedly democratic. Today, America is that country that is saving many others from oppression. Now, there's a lot of people out there that will say, well, you know what? This country is not as good as you think it is. Everything has faults. Nothing is good. Only God is good. But never, ever, ever forget that this country was built on the blessings from the Almighty for a purpose. And if that day does come and we are become and we do become a socialist country and our rights are taken away from us, it's because we ended up 
a sinful nation. And we turned our backs on God. That's my closing remarks, my call to action to people. Stand up for the Second Amendment. Don't be ashamed of it. It was given to you. If you raised your hand and you want to be part of that militia that our forefathers talked about, then raise it. Become armed citizen, responsible citizen, trained citizen. Use your firearm as an extension of your body. Train, train, and train again. Because our forefathers saw you as a defense of this country. The defense could be as small as just you and your family, to your neighborhood, to your state, to your country. But you are, my friends, if you are a Second Amendment holder, you are the militia. It has always been, and it will always be, my pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Nation. You've been listening to episode number 76, New Jersey, Confusing and Disarming America. This is Alpha Mike reminding you, don't forget to pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray for your community, and pray for the agency, the police agency that serve you. Most importantly, pray for the blessings that God has has given us in the United States of America. Alpha Mike, signing off. And guide her through the night with a light from above from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam God bless America my home